Hello and welcome to The Pulse. In part two of today's show, we'll be talking to the new leader of the Democratic Party, Emily Lau, on the uphill struggle pro-democratic forces seem to be facing. But first, it hasn't been a peaceful New Year holiday for the government, and particularly Chief Executive Lan Chongying, with groups out on the streets protesting against and demonstrating for the establishment. <laughs> The first preemptive protest came from the pro-government camp and was organized by a group called Caring Hong Kong Power specifically to counter critical protests planned on New Year's Day. Such demonstrations are usually attempts to get media and public attention. This time, though, for some, the media was not welcome, as a reporter from Now TV News soon discovered. A 60-year-old man was taken away by police and has been charged with common assault. Media groups condemned the behavior as an attack on press freedom. The organizers, though, say it's the media's fault. The scuffles didn't end there, but continued throughout the protest, particularly when the pro-government group met with opposition protesters in Causeway Bay. The chief executive's office had no comments to make on the protest or the aggression, but the chief secretary did state her concern. New Year's Day saw rallies organized by seven groups. In the morning, the Hong Kong Celebrations Association backed the government. The organizers claimed 60,000 took part. The police put the figure at 8,000 at the peak. Most were middle-aged or elderly. But some pro-government protesters appeared to have been recruited or even paid.
吸引嚟要嚟。Even though some media outlets caught individuals paying off marchers, the organizer said they had no connection with the handouts and had already reported the case to the police. Another pro-government group, the Voice of Loving Hong Kong, also held a public meeting in the public area above the government office. They said they had an audience of 2,500. Police said it was about a quarter of that. The background of the group's convener, Godat Bun, had received considerable attention after it was revealed on a radio show that he was a member of an organization under the United Front of the Shenzhen Party Committee. 绝对唔系你哋所听到或者所讲嗰种咩诶中央统战部派落嚟嘅，如果系嘅话，应该几十年前我已经做紧嘢啦，系嘛 ？Website 嗰度抄到呢啲资料，俾我睇下，拿拿出来啦最好。冇鬼搞下佢，冇鬼搞下佢。On the afternoon of New Year's Day, pan-democrats had organised three rallies. At two o'clock, around 150 members of the "I'm a Hong Konger, not Chinese" group gathered at Chaita Road pedestrian precinct. Holding colonial flags, they marched to the central government liaison office in Shenzhen. People Power's anti-Lung Jianying Alliance protest kicked off at two, marching from the Central Library to Government House. An hour later, another rally. This one organised by Civil Human Rights Front, set off from Victoria Park. The organiser. Estimated 130,000 participants. Police said there were 26,000. 六八九嘛，疑似地产共共产党员啊嘛，专讲大话啊嘛，赤鼻哥变长啊嘛，啊破坏核心价值啊嘛，啊剥夺呢个诶言论削减言论自由啦，啊破坏法治啦。诶，咁你今年新年有咩？
Later that day, the anti-Langjanying alliance gathered at the east entrance of government house. When protesters tried to move to the main entrance, police blocked them. Around 400 protesters rushed down to different locations in central, some blocking traffic. The police arrested six, including Zhang Gin Singh. By contrast, the protest of the Civil Human Rights Front at the central government office was more peaceful. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. As we saw in part one, there were protests on New Year's Day, both from supporters of the government and those opposed. But many people are asking why the pro-democratic forces aren't working together. The government may be facing considerable opposition, but the Democrats are divided. Earlier this week, I went to LegCo to speak to the Democratic Party's new leader, Emily Lau, about their strategy for the future. Emily Lau, I, I think the situation seems to be at the moment that the government seems incapable of doing things, but equally, the anti-government forces seem to be paralysed at the moment. Why? <laughs> Why well, do you on, say well, that? Well, on, on the grounds that, that the anti-government forces seem to be going entirely in a direction of trying to get rid of the chief executive and not so much focusing on, really, all the other issues. I don't think that is quite correct. It is true that we have made a few attempts uh, to get rid of C.Y. Leung uh, because many Hong Kong people are really fed up with him and they don't think he has the integrity and the credibility to lead the Hong Kong SAR government. But having said that, uh, we also focus on other issues uh, coming before the Legislative Council. And so it is not true. Uh, but I guess what gave you the impression is that it seems the media 
sort of focusing on that issue. But I suppose this is essentially a question of tactics. You know, would it be the case that the anti-government forces or the pro-democracy forces would be more effective focusing on other issues rather than allowing the media, so to speak, to, to put all the emphasis on the question of whether the chief executive remains in office? It's not a question of what we allow the media to do. The media would run riot, as you know, and we cannot and we will not try to control them. They dictate the agenda. But the fact of the matter is, every day we spend many, many hours on other issues. And sometimes we feel, you know, that those issues are not being covered adequately too. And uh, so, but uh, nevertheless, uh, the issue of uh, Mr. Leung's uh, credibility, his integrity, is something that really makes many Hong Kong people, including many of my constituents, very, very worried and very concerned. And, um, well, it is very sad that Hong Kong is being riveted by this um, saga, or you say this scandal. And, uh, but... <laughs> I mean, we didn't choose him. Well, let's we are move. stuck with this guy. <laughs> it's let, Hong let, Kong's let's tragedy. Let's move away from that for a second then. I mean, what in your view are the real big priorities that the Democratic Party and the pro-democracy camp should be focusing on now? We, of course, would like to see the issue of constitutional reform settled once and for all. You know, for the election coming up in 2016, one seven and two o two o, so that people can be satisfied and assured that there will be democratic elections. Of course, we understand many people are very concerned about housing problems, education, health, and welfare. So these are the issues that we are very prepared to engage the administration and the community on. And it's very sad that Donald Zhang, and he has left such a poor, awful legacy because of many years of failure to address the problems that I just referred to. But that's a lot of things. I mean, you know that that famous phrase of politics is the language of priorities. I mean, what's really the priority? Housing, I think, addressing the queue uh, waiting for public housing is a very, very high priority. But of course, we, we do not think that we should just attack one problem and leave the rest alone. And uh, the administration should consult the Legislative Council, consult the various parties, and of course the public. This is important because if they don't consult us in this council, when they come to us for money or for legislation, they will get nowhere. As you can see in these just a few months of Mr. Leung's rule, his failure or his administration's problem is that they don't want to consult us. And they came to us with a fait accompli and say, oh, this is it. Take it or leave it. That's why the political parties are furious. Let, let's just talk about your own party, the Democratic Party, which you, you, you are now the leader of. I mean, this used to be the biggest pro-democracy party in Hong Kong, the sort of core of those activities. It seems now to be one of a number of parties. Does that worry you? We understand that many parties have sprung up over the years, and they are from the pro-democracy camp, so they necessarily will take away some of the votes and some of the seats. And uh, we are happy to work with them. And what we want is to try to fight for a government that would respect the wishes and aspirations of the people. 
And, uh, and in doing so, I mean, my record is very solid. Uh, over the past 15 years and more, I have worked within this council with six, seven, eight political parties to form a coalition to get things done. And but the democratic camp is no longer united. I mean, you've got two parties, which I think it's fair to say are moving in their own direction now. Well, I mean, people have their own choices. But every Friday, uh, most of the pan-democrats would meet at lunchtime to thrash things out. So I think uh, we try to work with each other. There are more than 20 of us working like that. If there are others who want to do other things, including attacking us, in fact, they try to annihilate us in the last two years. And we discovered during the recent LegCo election that they actually received money <laughs> from pro-Beijing forces. And that's the way things are. Politics can be exceedingly dirty. But that doesn't seem to me to, to... Exactly, you're making the point. It doesn't seem to me that represents a united pro-democratic camp. How can it be united if they are funded by the Communist Party? The Communists have infiltrated many institutions in Hong Kong, so it won't come to you as a surprise that they tried to split the pro-democracy camp. And they have done it, <laughs> and everybody could see it during the election. But anyway, I understand most Hong Kong people don't want to be revolutionaries. They don't want to wage battle, and they don't want to get democracy with violence and bloodshed, at least not yet. So, we will continue the struggle in a peaceful, orderly manner. But if they force us too hard, as I've said, we may, we may resort to civil disobedience, and we will take the consequences. I think the communists are uh, showing... Is that, is that a likelihood you're predicting? Or? We are not ruling things out. Why should we? If I do rule it out, you will say, Emily, were you born yesterday? We are living in communist China, although there's one country, two systems. But it seems it's crumbling away pretty fast. So we, are, we, are, we understand maybe Beijing is losing patience with one country, two systems. So one of the things that my party will fight for is the core values that many Hong Kong people, including you yourself, cherish. And that's, that's not going to be easy if, they are communist, if the communists are infiltrating so many institutions, trying so hard to uh, annihilate my party and maybe other pro-democracy forces as well. But let's look at another side of this, which is the growing strength and influence, I think, of, of civil society groups. It seems somehow that the traditional parties are now playing catch-up to these ad hoc groups who've proved to be surprisingly effective. We are very pleased to see such a vibrant and you know, lively civil society. And my party is very happy and willing to work more closely with them. And I think they, if they want to show us the way, fine. We but love to work with them. they seem a bit reluctant to work, not just with you, but with other parties, because they say, oh no, if we get into bed with them, they'll say we're political and it's, you know, the end of the road for I, us. I think that's something to do with the culture or the history of Hong Kong, where many Hong Kong people are suspicious of party politics because they remember the nationalists and the communists killing each other. 
So it may take some time for them to get rid of that sort of thing. But during elections, they vote for people mainly from political parties. So anyway, we understand their hesitation, uh, but we respect their choices, and we are very willing uh, to work with them, to cooperate with them more, so that we you know we can build a very vibrant civil society. But where does that leave you, tactically? Well, I think the future of Hong Kong must be based on party politics, multi-party politics, where they compete, where they debate, they argue, and in general election, whichever party gets the most votes, they will form the government or they form a coalition. That's the way forward. Okay, we can have vibrant civil society, but we need to have party politics to form the government. That's my goal. Emily Lau, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Steve. We'll see you at the same time next week. Goodbye. Love, love.